Thank you for joining us for Dwelling Place Lithia Podcast. We hope this message will help you find your identity in Christ and create growth in your life. We hope you enjoy this message. I will say it's an honor and a privilege, first and foremost, to be running with my pastor. And it's an honor to be here on the first of the year in church. It means a lot. There was an old saying that my mom had is, whatever you're doing on the first of the year, you're going to do it all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Um, I was reading a story, and it was about a mom. She was in the, she was in the hospital, and she was about to go in for surgery, and at the time of the surgery, she was kind of worried. And she said, I really need you to be praying. I really need you to be praying. I really need you to be praying. Telling every person that she knew. And her family came up and was come into the, the hospital room. And all of a sudden, she looks at her family and she said, I really need you to be praying. I'm scared. And right when she said that, the chaplain shows up from the hospital, comes in, and says, do you need prayer? She said, a matter of fact, I do. And he goes, okay. What denomination are you? We don't have a denomination. We don't, we don't care. And he's flipping through this book, and he goes, I really need to know what kind of denomination you are. And the son goes, well, she grew up in a Methodist, or she grew up in a Presbyterian church, but now she's Methodist. Go for it. Go from where where you're going. Okay. So he turns, and he's looking down, and they're all looking at this, this guy and wondering, What's happening? And he gets to this prayer and he starts praying this prayer. And during the whole time of the prayer, through about the middle of the prayer, she goes, Hey, stop! You got to stop! Hey, family, find a chaplain that can pray, please. And she's yelling it all the way down at the nurse's station could hear it please find someone who don't need a book to pray for me they started laughing the family's laughing and the chaplain started grinning he knew i'm just being a show at this moment and he put his book down and he says if you want a real prayer i'm going to Pray for real. And she said, that's all I want. Pray. And he just started praying. And at that moment, that meant more to her than that book of prayers, than that fake prayer she would call it. And it came to me 
during this time while I was reading that, that there's times we go in our prayer closet and there's times we go praying and it's very superficial. And I, uh, I, I've been praying this for a little while and God says, okay, I'm going to tell Jeremy now, I've got, I'm going to have three messages, but I can't wait. They're going to be seven weeks apart, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> but if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms 139. David wrote this. It was a song that he wrote, but it was also a prayer. And in the prayer... You're going to see something that I want to really emphasize. But in verse 1 it says, O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessings on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, and in the King James Version is, if I make my bed in hell, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest ocean, even there your hand will guide me. And your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. His precious, how precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I cannot even count them. Thy outnumbered the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. O oh God, if only you would destroy the wicked. Get out of my life, you murderers. I blaspheme you, or they blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. O oh Lord, 
Shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred, for your enemies are my enemies. Then in verse 23, it says this, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and leads me along the path of everlasting life. Search me, O oh God. When's the last time you prayed that? When's the last time you walked in to your, your prayer closet or when you started praying and say, Search me, God. Know me. I was thinking about that. Because a lot of times we'll come into church, we'll come into our prayer closet, we'll come in, and what we do is what I call the I want or I needs. God, I need this and this and this and this and this and this and this. I want this and this and this and this and this. I need you to heal this person down the road. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And we forget. I need to have a relationship with my daddy, with my father. I need this time to say, God, I'm in a bad place. You know me. You've already made me. You, you knew me in my mother's womb. You, you knew every bit of my fiber being, and you know me so well, but I don't come to you for that. I don't want you to know, but even in the light and the darkness, it's the same. You know everything, and I still try to hide it. I try to hide my dysfunction. I try to hide my imperfection. I try to hide everything from you. I'll tell you what. In two days, on Tuesday, me and Michelle have been married 25 years. <laughs> every time we go, it hasn't been every time because we missed last year. But we'll go and we'll sit down at our restaurant that we go to. And we'll start asking questions. Is it the same? What's your favorite color? And we just go through everything about us and see if anything changed. When's the last time you sat down with God and asked the same questions? When's the last time you let God ask the question to you? Because you're like, he already knows me. 
Yeah, he knows you. But he wants to become intimate with you. And it stops me every time when I'm reading this, 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 this chapter because verse 19 through 22, I think that's not God. That's the man coming out of him saying, I want to hate your enemies. But on the other side of that, what did Jesus do? What did Jesus say? Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 and 44 says this. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. This is Jesus saying this. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. That's opposite of what David was saying. That's completely the difference between what Jesus, who was man of God, stood and said, listen, when your enemies persecute you, when everything is happening, stand up and tell them you love them. I don't know if I can do that. That's hard. Stand up anyways. Stand up and tell them you love them. Because guess what? The next verse that I'm going to talk about is this. In Matthew, or excuse me, John, let's go to John 16, verse 33. Go to 29. It says this. Then his disciples said, at last you are speaking plainly and not figuratively. Now we understand that you know everything and there's no need to question you. From this we believe that you came from God. Jesus asked, do you finally believe? But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. He says it's not going to be easy. He's saying, you're going to have some trials in your life. You're going to have some sorrows in your life. You're going to go through something, but you are in with me. You're with God. And if you stand up or kneel down and say, God, search me and know me, I want to be the man that you want me to be. I want to be the woman that you want me to be. I need to be that person. Because when I walk through these doors, people are going to watch me. They're either going to make a decision, am I going to persecute them? Am I going to make a, 
call them names? Am I going to do things? Or am I going to have to go to them one day and say, I need you to pray. I need you to do these things for me. Help me. I feel like God is telling us this new year, we're going to have to pray more. We're going to have to seek God more. But we're going to have to ask God, search me. Know me. I'm going to go back to chapter 15 of John. Verse 18. If the world hates you, remember that it hates me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it. But you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world, so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecute me, naturally, naturally they will persecute you. And if they have listened to me, they would listen to you. I don't know about you, but I don't like listening to the news. I don't like seeing what's going on. But here's the thing. We have to know what's going on so we can pray. Yeah, the world is coming after us. It's changing every day because they're becoming godless people. But we've got a decision to make. Who are we? Are we going to stand and say, God, I am following you and I'm doing everything I want to do because of you? You searched me. You know me. And when you send me out, I'll do everything you've called me to do. Will I get persecuted? Yes. I want to be that father who can protect my kids. But there's times I can't. I can't because it's their time to grow too. It's their time to become men and women that they're supposed to be. I can lead them as far as I can take them. But I want them to go further than where I've been, where I'm going. And yes, you will be persecuted. Yes, you're going to go through situations, but you've got to stand tall and believe God is with me. I want to read one last passage. Jeremiah 17.
verse 9, it says this. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. And I want to just stop right there for a minute. I wrote this down. Research studies reveal that most people tell multiple lies every day. I want to tell you something. In the job that I have, I hate it. It's called white lies, they call it. It's redirecting Alzheimer patients, dementia. And you have to, they, they get to a place when they start sundowning, they're trying to get out, they're trying to run away, they're trying to go somewhere. And when they start asking questions, is my son coming? Is my daughter coming? Is my mom coming? Is the bus coming? The bus will be here in about 45 minutes. Okay. And then they'll go sit down. It just breaks my heart because that's the way they tell us we got to redirect them in a way so they'll calm themselves down. Well, lately, I haven't been doing that little white lie kind of deal. What I've been doing is saying, hey, come with me. We're going to go back to your room for a few minutes. I just want to pray with you. I got a little lady, she carries her baby doll everywhere she goes. <sighs> she was anxious. I don't know what's wrong with the baby. I don't know what's wrong with the baby. It's a baby doll. I mean, in my mind, I'm going, it's just a baby doll. It's not doing it. But in her mind, it's crying. In her mind, something's happening. In her mind. And so I said, can I pray for it? And she just stopped me. She said, yes. Lately, it's changed. I don't want to be that person who's doing the lies. I don't want to be the person who's doing the thing that will get me in a place that I don't want to be with God. But it says this. We don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Or we, don't, we, we want to make ourselves look good. So we exaggerate. But the most common lies are the ones well, well ourselves. We don't eat too much. But we ate the whole container of ice cream. You know. Um. I'm not, I'm not fat, even though I weigh a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> we try to deceive ourselves by telling these little white lies. But God knows us. 
And on January the 1st, 2023, I'm here to challenge you this day because this is a dangerous prayer when we say, Search me, O God. I want you to listen to it. Maybe I want you to pray it with me. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me. Oh. And know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. We hope you enjoyed this message. If so, please share it. If you'd like to partner with us, you can do so at dwellingplacelithia.org forward slash donate. We'll see you next week and may God bless you and your family.